Hello, Rob. Hi there, Chris. Welcome back to the 10 Minute Design Chat. Thank you very much, mate. Let's talk about cards. So you get one. You get one. They get one. The guy over there gets one because we're dealing them out. We're talking about cards. Oh, dealing them out. Yeah, of course. That's a that's a that's a classic pun to start us off, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I, I'm super keen because uh, cards are one of my absolute favourite components. And uh, and and yeah, if we're going to be dealing them out, let's uh, let's kick it off with Chris. Yes. I okay. I recently watched Alice in Wonderland. A classic. It's an absolute classic. And I forgot about how many board games are in there. I know. <laughs> there's right? so many. Look, near the end, there's all the card people. There's like the chess set board people. It's great. Um, but I want you to picture this situation. You're Alice. You've, you've fallen down the rabbit hole. And you've ended up with the Queen of Hearts golfing away with those armadillos <laughs> and all those card people around. Um, but I want you to see if you could try and woo them over um, and describe what playing cards are, almost who they really are, uh, as as impressively as you can. Remember, you're in the palace, the queen's watching, so I'll I'll leave it to you. Impress impress the queen of hearts. Okay. So, how am I going to do this? Uh, <laughs> okay, let me set the scene. Some people can't deal with a lot of complicated components. Um, they don't suit everyone. Some people can't handle it. And, um, you know, when, when we're in game design, the stakes could be high. You don't want to flush your game design success down the toilet. So the trick is to keep it simple. And, and what's more simple than a square slash rectangular slash circular piece of paper or card, which gives some information. That's a card. There it is. Yeah. What's more? Wow. What's more necessary than cards? Tell me, Rob. Uh, I mean, if we were in the court, all these card people would be absolutely flummoxed by <laughs> the sheer punology coming out of you. I mean, playing cards—they are—they—they are the ground zero of board game design, alongside dice. I would say. Yep. Um, everybody knows what a playing card is. Everybody's played with playing cards before it's it's something that um is it's one of the most standardized gaming components you can have and for good reason um the standard deck of playing cards is such a flexible tool that if you if you own uh, one of those small decks of cards there are literally thousands of games you can play with them um and they're portable they're they're cheap to buy um and i think that sums up why they're so widely used in in more elaborate games such as as, as board games wouldn't you say chris definitely definitely and i think that all of those properties just make them a dream don't they no one's got to mm-hmm. no one's got to dish out loads of money you don't even have to get actual cards right that's mm. one of the things you could just you could literally tear a piece of paper into a random shape and say they're the cards for now at least to begin with in the beginning mm-hmm. i think a lot of people mm-hmm. when you think of cards think of those printed you know suits 
you know, you've got kings, queens, jacks, looking very traditional, but there's lots of different kinds of cards, different types of decks from across the world. We always think about the classic kind of 54-card deck, but there's lots of different mm-hmm. decks for different places. Um, but also they forget that you don't have to play cards just like you would play a traditional card game. There's lots of ways you can use them in your game design that is unique or different. Um, and something that comes to mind from my point of view um, is overlapping cards. So using the fact that they are physical components and you can do things. Mm-hmm. You can slide them underneath, overlap them. And a game that comes to mind is one that um, you've designed, believe it or not. <laughs> Fanboying oh. again here, you can see. Uh, so, <laughs> and it's Dracard. So tell us about Dracard. And wait a second, before we go any further, can I just point out that yeah. you're accusing me of being maybe too fond of a pun but can you just tell me where that name came from for Dakar and then go into the game for me and let's do some judgment uh, <laughs> uh, absolutely um i am a, a fiend when it comes to puns and designing games and and Dracard is uh is yes it is uh, a palindrome um it is also based around viking longships also known as Dracar and uh it was a uh it was a finalist in the uh buttonshy's 18 card 18 identical card challenge which uh yeah as you say it, it, it sort of stemmed from actually placing the cards on the table you know when you've got 18 cards and they're all identical then uh you you kind of have to make a lot out of one component mm. but cards are one of the best components to do that with and 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 as you sort of say that there's there's many different ways to use it the way that we use it in Dracard is ultimately that there are uh, ships on the cards are double-sided there are ships on both sides um both sides contain an equal number of uh red and blue ships and on your turn you are trying to cover as many of your opponent's ships um without covering any of your own if you can avoid it um, and on well, that's on one side there's lots of ships on the other side there's like a serpent which nobody can place a card on and that simple rules that you could teach very quickly ultimately stems into this this chess like brain buster of a game um, that yeah as we sort of said got to the finalists of the buttonshide contest um, but I think that that kind of speaks to the, the flexibility of cards um, there's not just using it in the physical space as like a map uh, I know that you have very recently told me about this game that sounds incredible. Uh, what was it called? Palm, Palm Island? Yes, Palm Just... Island. So um, this one I've become more aware of since I've been involved in sort of solo gaming and things like that. Um, so Palm Island uh, is, uh, and we'll chuck it down in the show notes so people can have a look themselves, is a game to do with uh, resource collection. But the the mm-hmm. unique thing about it um, is that you play it all without a table. So you're you're building your hand, literally building your hand, by sliding cards behind other cards, leaving bits peeping out, which show certain bits of information. So actually, you can play this game literally anywhere. You could play this game standing, at, like we like to do in Britain, in a queue. It's like, <laughs> it's hard to get hold of in the UK, but, you know, it's the ideal mm-hmm. British game, if you think about it. Mm, can't get your hands on it oh 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 dear <laughs> when you're in the line shuffling along you know oh. <laughs> um, so yeah that to me and the thing about that game is that the games i've not played it myself but that game is incredible by all reports and mm-hmm. the fact you play it in one hand is not what makes it a good game but it just adds that extra level of 
something about it and a way that someone's mm-hmm. thought about designing a game that's different to anything else. In the most recent um, solo PMP board game geek challenge contest, mm-hmm. um, there was a game based inspired by that called Grip Hold Tower. Um, wow. I'll link that down in the notes as well. But that was similar. That's That was kind of a, like a dungeon crawler roguelike, which was played in one hand. And I just think that there's so much potential there, isn't there? I would personally never mm-hmm. have thought about doing that. Yeah, it's such an interesting way to use cards, and it it like it lends to its uh to to their 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 thin form factor, the fact that you can hold them all in one hand, um and and just you know just bend them and turn them, and and ultimately this is why they're they're so good. They're cheap. They're easy to use. Um, if you're just getting started, uh, buy a deck of playing cards at any pound store. And uh, and just get some white sticky labels and chuck them on there, and there you go. You've now got you've now got cardstock ready to make your own game out of it. Yeah. You don't even necessarily have to make your own custom cards. Like a really good place to start would be to just use the deck of fifty four playing cards and actually try and make up your own game using the suits and the numbers already on there. Yeah. Um, and I think as well when it comes to cards, you can throw them, you can bend them, you can rip them up if you're playing a legacy game. Yeah. Uh, they can be used as maps. They can be used as items. They can be used uh, f- to represent everything. And uh, and this is why I think that they are absolutely stunning. One of my favourites. <laughs> Definitely. And I'm sure we could talk for hours about cards. And it may be something we revisit again in a in a future episode. Um, but sadly mm-hmm. for today, Rob, I see the seconds ticking by. And as this is the 10-minute uh... design chat, I think the time has come. I'd love to stay and talk 10 hours about cards, but I'll say goodbye to you now, Chris, and I'll see you at the 10minutedesignchallenge.co.uk. Thanks very much, Rob, and uh, I'll see you next time at boardgamebud.com. Thank you for listening. And I hope you find a way of using cards that suits you. Way. Uh...